I'm your host, Aaron Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, Bedpost. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. This week, we have guest Miriam Drysdale. Hello, everyone. Oh, hello. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) You haven't done a show yet, right? No, I have not done a show. You're doing February's show. Yes, I have one coming up. And then you, you're a music theater gal. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Because you have been on a tour. I have been on a tour, and I will continue to be on that tour in uh, in this current year, which is what I had considered the new year, but we are now living in it. <laughs> happy New Year, by the yes, way. Yes, Happy New Year to you as well. <laughs> yeah, because I got lucky, I feel like, catching a window when you're actually in Toronto, not touring mm-hmm. your music theater stuff, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was supposed to be in Washington for um, the duration of the holidays, and more so, and unfortunately, that portion of the tour got cancelled. So... Boo! Yeah. Bad for me, great for this podcast, because I get to do it. (laughs) I was going to say, what is she going to say? Great for... (laughs) Like, bad for my bank account, bad for my career. Bad for so much, really. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you know what you're going to, not to, like, spoil your performance at the show, do you know kind of what you're going to do for the Bedpost show? Well, I think that I would like to do uh, a polished... A musical theater performance um, yes. of like a song with innuendo or right. maybe just like a straight up sex song. Great. There's tons. There's so many. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, what I was taught in school was maybe go the more um, uh, tame route, like innuendo mm-hmm. rather than... Um, Full out. Yeah. But well, if there's a chance for me to do something like that, you know, it's probably this at your show. Yeah. Not this. so much in an audition like situation, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, it's at your show. Why not? Uh, yeah. Cause we do, um, the three tits are a burlesque trio. Mm-hmm. If you want to call it that, it's more of a music theater trio really though. Mm-hmm. Me, Jeff Schisler and Becky J. Johnson. We do the same thing where we use, usually take music theater numbers yeah. that are like, like sexy or about sex and sexuality music theater numbers. Mm-hmm. And there's like so many. There's still so many on our list. Actually, for that show that you're in, we're going to do, uh, this is not music theater, but we're going to do uh, Madonna's Hanky Panky. It's oh, amazing. from Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Come on, spank me. Mm-hmm. So, Miriam, do you have like a sex philosophy? Like what, where are you at where sex is concerned? Where sex is concerned and where I'm at with it right now is that I believe I have the capacity to love sex. <laughs> in the future, I will love sex, but right now, I'm not having any sex. You have the potential yes, within absolutely. yourself. So much potential. To be just crazy about sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why do you think that? Where, what, why, what's in there? Well, like what? in the past, I have enjoyed sex. Yeah. And I have fantasies about how I will enjoy sex again. But <laughs> right now, I'm not in a relationship and yeah. uh, and I don't date really and um, I don't have casual sex. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm not having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But your the interest is there. Yes. Right? Well, I mean, the interest is there, of course. Um, 
but not so much that I would try and 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 find sex. Yeah, try and find it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know what you're saying. It's easy to when you're not for me in my personal experience, anyways. It's easy when you're not having sex to kind of forget about it. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I feel that way, but on the other hand, I feel like the more energy you put into it, you're going to get back, right? So if you want to go, if you're really feeling like the desire and, you know, feeling the sex fantasy and stuff, you can go and make that happen. Yeah, it's not difficult for, like, an attractive female. Mm, Such as yourself. Yeah, to to have sex. Yeah, I know I could get it any time from anyone, Yeah, you know, like, pretty much. Yeah, but you're not too interested in doing that, it sounds like. No, um... Well, of course, being on tour is one thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not in town, and I'm not in one place. And uh, like I've told you, I'm not interested in having casual sex. Yeah. Why is that? Because I would like to establish a connection with someone. Mm-hmm. I, it's really important for me to feel like um, safe and to trust mm-hmm. my sexual partner. Mm-hmm. And that takes some time. And so, probably what I'm looking for is more of a relationship, and then to to explore sex mm-hmm. after I've found that. So is it an option to like have a uh, to have a friendship where you like love and trust the person in a friendshipy type way and then maybe it move into a sex thing like a friend with benefits type thing is that an option? I think it could definitely be an option but I haven't really ever um explored that. I haven't explored that and I think that knowing myself and my my habits and my patterns I think that I would prefer prefer to have like a romantic partnership um in which sex is happening. Yeah, monogamous, yeah, as Yeah, monogamy well. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I've thought about it, and I've thought about, um, like, friends with benefits or also um, polyamory. Hmm. Um, I, I, I've really, I started talking about it in the summer, um, mm-hmm. and it's never, like, I, I, I kind of thought that it wasn't a thing. I didn't really think that, I thought it was just on TV, like, I'd never <laughs> been introduced to it. I, I don't know. And I started thinking about it and I started learning more about it and I started to weigh the, you know, the pros and cons. Like, is this something that, that I, I could do? be cool with? Is this something that would work for me? Um, so are you on the, you're on the internet? What are you doing? Yeah. Well, I'm talking to people about it. I'm talking to people who know about it, people who live it, people who've experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm reading about it. But when it comes down to it, I think I'm just kind of like a one, one guy girl. Monog gal. Yeah, I think so. I think that it would really, um, I don't think that I could do that. Yeah. I didn't try it, but... I didn't try it, but I know. I don't think that it would work for me. Yeah. You know what? I... Yeah, I've gone through a journey of, like... I always thought I was a monogamous type of a person. And even when Matt and I started experimenting with... I wouldn't... Definitely wouldn't say our relation is polyamorous, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely non-monogamous at times. And, you know, it's funny, too, when you're thinking, like, could I do that... This is me. I'm always thinking of, like, could I sleep with another person? Yes, I could. Like, I'm not thinking of, like, could I have Matt sleep with another person? Like, for some reason, I just never thought of, like, the the part of that that you should be considering. <laughs> never yeah. Consider- never considered. Um, and I think we kind of went into it um, without me really considering that yet. And then it bothered me when we started experimenting. But you know what? It bothered me less and less as mm-hmm. we kind of figured it out more and did it with more people that fit with us better. Yeah. That it just started working better and better as it went along. But like that first, like where really our first threesome that we had, I was like a little in like shock, like mm-hmm. 
So I don't know if I've kind of developed like an immunity for it or it's just we're kind of we're doing it better now and we're doing it smarter. We understand it a bit better and there's more of a conversation happening as Mm -hmm. well between the two of us and between the third partner or whomever else. But I always thought I was kind of monogamous, a monogamous gal, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. just emotionally when I think of myself emotionally. But it turns that I'm a little more flexible than I thought I was just through the act of like experimenting Mm -hmm. like that. I think it actually works kind of perfect for me because I don't like having casual sex either. Mm -hmm. Never in my life have I like casually dated, like gone on dates. Like I can't even think of one time I went on a date you know, yeah. or like, like I've never had a one night stand. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true now that I've been in a relationship, but like as a single person, I've never had a one night stand. I've never gone to bed with someone that I just met. Mm-hmm. I think it works great for me to have the emotional security and safeness, as you're saying, there already as the core and then having casual sex. Yeah. Like, that works. (laughs) I mean, that's probably ideal, and not everyone can do it. No, and of the relationships that I've been able to, like, uh, investigate, that I've been able to, that have taught me about polyamory, it seems like yours and Matt's is one of the ones that really works, because there's so much honesty and openness. It's not... um, you know, that's why it works is because there's so much communication. So you mm-hmm. understand each other's limits and you're able to talk about it. So in that sense, like looking at that, I can see the benefit of it. Mm. And I understand the benefits of it. Sure. Like, like mentally. Yeah. And I think about it and I'm almost I, like, I, I'm like, I can, I really see why it could be beautiful. Mm. Like having fulfillment from different partners for different reasons, because I think being with one person is difficult because you're always, you're never going to see eye to eye 100% on everything. Yeah. They can't be everything yeah, for you. So that would be really cool. Like, I love this boyfriend for this reason, and I love this boyfriend for this reason. I know, logically it sounds like right? It sounds amazing. It sounds like like, total euphoria, but I think when it comes down to it, when I love someone, I want to love only them, Mm -hmm. and I expect the same in return. Yeah, I think emotionally, we're still very, well, I know, emotionally, we are very monogamous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the only reason that I can kind of have more casual type sex, Mm -hmm. like more kind of no strings attached, I still value short-term encounters and stuff like that for sure like they hold weight with me for sure but I think that's the only reason that I kind of can do that now is because I have that emotional like the emotional roots of our relationship there yeah so I can that's the only reason now I feel like I can have sexual like just sexual based encounters Mm -hmm. with other people not that we do this all the time we give people maybe a wrong impression of me me and Matt's relationship it's like monogamy with like peppered in yeah non-monogamy mm-hmm. but as you're saying though even with communication like we still are struggling to right to communicate because I think even now we've been doing it like a couple of years kind of now even now it's like the instinct is to hide it from the other of course even though it's like He's told me I can do it. He's encouraging me to do it. Still, the instinct is to, like, if I get a message from someone, is to, like, hide it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're doing something bad or mm-hmm. wrong or immoral or... Not that it's, like, shameful. Well, maybe there... Yeah, maybe there is a bit of shame there. Yeah. You know, to hide it, that's still the instinct. And I still need to... I don't know for Matt if he feels that way. I don't think he does feel that way. But for me, I'm, like, fight. I have to fight to tell him yeah. about it. It was such an, like earth-shattering concept for me 
because I've been surrounded by monogamy my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just what every example was for me. Every relationship I saw, like, nobody, you know, dabbles, you know, with that until I think you get a little bit older. Yeah. Um, and you start to talk about it and, you know... Once you know it's there. Yeah, right? And, you didn't know um, it was so there. So I didn't, you know, my, like, uh, friends and family, I, I, I never saw it. You don't see that. People don't talk about it. Yeah, even if people are kind of experimenting or playing mm-hmm. with that, yeah, they, they more... A lot of couples like to present as monogamous. Yeah. Which, as much as I'm talking about it now, we still do mostly like to present as monogamous. Mm-hmm. Like, people listening to the podcast are either friends of ours who already know that we're, we play with non-monogamy sometimes, or they're strangers that don't know us personally, mm-hmm. right? So I, in that way, I'm comfortable talking about it on the podcast, but... Generally, we do like to present as monogamous, Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but it's, there's a stigma there. Absolutely. And I guess too, right? Like you don't want to meet someone new and say, hey, this is just a fact about us and have them think like, well, what are you, what are you, why are you telling me this? What's going on? Yeah. Like, and you don't want, I think another part of it is that we don't want people, not that we're that hot, but like (laughs) we don't want people approaching us all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That might be a big part of it Mm -hmm. too. Like we don't want a lot of, we don't want creepers like trying to. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, like it's nice. Get some of that. Yeah. Like one thing that's nice about being in a quote unquote monogamous relationship is that you don't have to like worry about if people know you're in a committed relationship, they're not going to be bugging you all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) am I right, ladies? Well, yes. But also I feel like, uh, well, some, I, I feel like... Do you get bugged? Do you get... Do you no, get, not really. Do people approach you? Honestly, no. Uh, like, once in a while. But it just... Um, no. But I think it has a lot to do with what energy you're putting out into the ether. Like, yeah. it really depends. And um, I've been really closed off to a relationship or to finding a partner or, like, to, uh, you know, letting romance come into my life. I've been really closed off to the idea... Um, and so I haven't had any interest because that's the energy I'm putting and, out yeah, there. Yeah, and people feel that. Yeah, yeah, and when I have, and when I have let more in, like there was a, a point in the summer where I was going on a few dates and I was hanging out and I was talking, and it just sort of like, as soon as I oh, put my foot in the door a little bit, it's like all of this attention Flood started gates. pouring through. And then I was closed off again and now I haven't had anything, which is fine and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I think it really has a lot to do with what I'm looking for. What you're putting out Yeah, there. what I'm putting yeah. out. So were you uncomfortable with that attention once it started coming in no like, not oh. at all I was really like it was it was relieving a little bit because I kind of wondered like why doesn't anybody hit on me anymore I don't, right I don't understand because you're a gorgeous gal and you're lovely and friendly and yeah. very talented and mm-hmm. funny and when enough people always say well, well why don't you have a boyfriend why doesn't anyone ask you out it kind of like it doesn't bother me but when enough people ask it makes me think like there's a trend why though yeah why actually though uh-huh. yeah 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 and of course the you know the the we always go to, well, men are intimidated by you. But, yeah. like, you know, I'm intimidated by them, too. It, right. it goes both ways. Right. So, you know, I'm kind of scared of boys, and they're kind of scared of me. And, <laughs> and that's so, just the nature yeah. of <laughs> girls and boys. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to know that you're saying kind of in the summer, mm-hmm. I'm sure it was nice to know that still got it. Yeah. You know, like, that it's just, it's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. It's just that you weren't inviting it. So yeah. that's why it wasn't, mm-hmm. people weren't approaching you. Yeah. Right. Did you say sorry? You would be open to a relationship or something like that now, or no, or not? Well, not right now. I think right now I I'm going back on tour, um, so that makes things difficult. Um, and also I'm 
I'm dealing with some personal issues right now that make me think that it would be a really bad idea to mm. to to try and partner up with someone. Um, See, and that's smart. That's yeah. smart to be well self aware yeah. like that so to know that. Right? right now, I'm I'm feeling really closed off because I feel like uh, I feel like it would be selfish of me. Um, yeah. Because I would have way too much. Uh, and so in a way... Too much like, stuff. I have too much stuff. And so in a way, it's funny because it's made me so closed off to having a relationship. Like, more so than I've ever been. Mm. And simultaneously, I am, like, starved for, like, the attention and mm. affection. Like, I want... I need to be held by a man. Mm-hmm. So it's creating this, like, two really contrasting feelings. But... I understand more so in my in my head and in my heart that it's more important for me to be to to be alone. Yeah, and it's it's tough as you're saying too when hence like kind of rebound type relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. It is hard because when you're going through a tough time, say, you know, where rebounding is concerned, you've broken up with a person and you're going through a tough time, right? Yeah. Um it's very easy mm-hmm. to because you're craving you're craving comfort, really, because yes. you're having a bad time, right? So it's very easy to get right back into a relationship, you mm-hmm. know? And it's that's very strong of you to be that self-aware and to be like, no, to not... I mean, not that I'm judging anyone. There's nothing wrong with, you know, hopping into bed with someone for yeah. whatever reason. But I think that's very strong of you to kind mm-hmm. of realize that in yourself and be like, no, despite those feelings of need, you know, yeah. for like another intimacy like another person to be there it's for the best for me and like my mental and emotional yeah well-being to not mm-hmm. I think that's great actually what's your um like relationship history I'm assuming it's all kind of monogamous type yes absolutely stuff. I guess you had boyfriends in the past yeah, so yeah my most recent one was probably like the most um like I don't want to say important but like it but has, important like it is it has meant the most to me and it's been <laughs> the most lasting like and I, I think about it a lot still, I think because it was my last big relationship. And it was like, that was really important for me, like as a young woman. Um, How old are you, if you don't mind my asking? I, not at all. I'm 25. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. I'm 33. <laughs> since we're, since we're divulging. <laughs> um, so. That, so yeah, mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah. So that relationship meant a lot. And I, and, uh, and. We were long distance the entire time we dated. Okay. Which wasn't so bad because it was not like a huge distance. It was like Toronto, Ottawa, uh, uh, Toronto, Montreal. Like, yeah, okay. So it wasn't so bad. Um, and I was finished school um, at this point um, in school and then finished school. So I had, uh, and I was just working. So I had like, you know, just money and time to devote to this relationship, <laughs> um, which was so wonderful. And it, it like... I just, I, I love it. I loved when we were together, but, um, I didn't focus on myself or my career, hmm. um, because I focused entirely on that relationship. Right. Cause I was so excited about it. I really, really loved being with him and, and, but because I, I shirked all of my own personal responsibilities. I, uh, that's why I've been single for so long right. since we broke up because I've needed to focus on myself. Yeah, now you're like, okay, person. get myself back yeah, on track. Yeah. Let's start working on the career. Let's start Absolutely. working on all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And now again. I have been, but I'm not quite there yet to be with someone. Like, I'm yeah. not quite there, but I really needed to figure that out. And it took a long time for me to, like, 
and that's why I'm scared, I think, also of being in a relationship uh, again, because I know I'm the kind of person who will put, like, everything, everything on hold, everything, everything, everything else everything. on hold. I will live entirely for you. I know that about myself, and it's a wonderful, generous trait of mine, yeah. but detrimental to myself. Right. So I need to be so, so strong before I'm in a partnership again, because I want you're it to be, be exactly all in. that. Like, I need yeah. it to be 50-50, yeah. not yeah. 70-30, 90-10. I'm yeah. so good at math. No, another... <laughs> I can do more. I got tons more. I have so many fractions. 70, 30, so 80, 20. Fractions. Check it out. <laughs> That's very mature of you. Even at 20, like at 25, when I think of myself at 25, I was going through like some, probably the shittiest time of my life, maybe <laughs> around 25. Like, I was not even close to where you are as far as being self-aware goes. Oh my God. Did you have, what kind of an upbringing did you have? Like, a, are you in a conservative household? No, well, hmm, let me think. Um, it was, like, just my mom and me and my brother, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, hmm, my mom, she mostly had one boyfriend for the entire time, uh, the, for my, like, most of my childhood. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like, my entire childhood and young adult, uh, adult, Adultivity. <laughs> there is a word I just can't. Adulthood. Think of it no, no, it's not that one. I just get it. Definitely adulthood. My young adulthood. Um. So adultivity. <laughs> so uh, yeah, like I, I guess I remember, like you know, I had a like a proper sexual education. I had all the talks that needed to be talked about, like okay. within reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then everybody does a certain amount of discovering, like, on their own, and, uh... Mm-hmm. So, like, what? Well, you just figure things out, like, <laughs> and especially, uh, I had access to the internet. Like, yeah, there you go. So... Yeah. yeah. Were you looking at porn, looking at... Um, not <laughs> porn so much. I don't think I ever had the balls to, like, you know, actually type in porn. Right. But you just find things, just... images, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, some stills and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, I looked at, when I was, like, in grade eight, grade eight, grade nine, man, I, I looked at hardcore porn. Like, wow. I know. it's. I remember seeing, I just found this comic, and I just don't even know, I remember being in the computer room, and I'm, like, and I find this comic, and it was so, like, oh, my God, it was disgusting, but it was, like, <laughs> like, Pinocchio. <laughs> I had the big bad wolf, and I had Pinocchio, and Little Red Riding Hood, I guess, and, um, like, I'm sure you can probably think of where I'm going of with this, what? right? Yeah. And I remember, like, I was so disgusted by it. Oh, who could oh, yeah. make this? Oh, it was so gross. Yeah. And how damaging for a young so person damaging. to see those those images. Yeah, it was really, you know... Of, like, your an- animated... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is the bad side of the internet that I'm not supposed to be on. <laughs> yeah, you felt that? Yeah. You're like, oh, no. And yeah. I don't really... Like, I don't watch porn. I don't like porn, oh, no? really. No, I just actually, for the... Like, I watched it once, uh, <laughs> like, a few years ago, just to try it. And right. I was like, this is weird, but it's okay. And I watched it again, like, maybe two weeks ago. And I was oh, yeah. like, oh, this is kind of nice. It's like, fine. I, yeah. I, like, I looked around and... What I really liked only, like, there were so many, they're so vulgar, and they're so, yes. I was like, this yes. doesn't, oh my goodness, Yeah, nobody it, acts like that, it, this is so <laughs> gross, but what I really liked was, I really liked, um, it was softcore, like, massage, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is so loving and tender, I love a massage porn, yeah. it was really, like, sweet, and I was like, these people aren't attractive, but then, like, I was like, <laughs> I'm thinking he's so tender, and, and she's so, she really enjoys it, and I was like, oh, that's nice, <laughs> Oh, how nice for them. Yeah, this is yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, I think you can feel it in a porn when, like, 
the circumstances are like ethical and yeah. you know I think you can feel it in a porn when the actors want to be there mm-hmm. and when they're enjoying themselves yeah like when they like their work mm-hmm. I think you can feel that for sure despite of what the content is yeah. in the scene or whatever I think you can feel that energy I really liked going through like I watched several that's a, the the softcore massage was the only one that like I kind of like liked. watched and enjoyed but I really liked going through because I actually just wanted to find what like I don't know titillates me the most is what is the inciting incident because there's like a lot of you know you know dialogue before they set up the scene yes right yeah yeah, yeah. um and then, uh, you know, and then something happens. And sometimes in some, it's like really, it's goofy and funny, which yeah. takes me out of it a little bit. And sometimes it's like organic. And I like that. Yeah. If the acting's terrible, it's like. I know. I'm like, what is it? Are you just making a mockery like of these women and <laughs> yeah, like I, a... these men as well? But I find it really degrading and just like, this is just. Just a bad yeah, if set, it's like, scene set up. If it seems like violent or like. Mm, okay. That, like both of those things I find really degrading. Like I don't. Uh, oh, for sure. It's yeah. not nice for me to watch. So. Yeah. Um, but I like to, I like, I like to see when, wh- what happens right before. Mm-hmm. And then how do they get into it? And then I'm like, okay, this is, and then I'll fast forward to see like what they did. And I'm Later. Like, yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. I'm really more just, it's like a, it's a fascination more so yeah, than like me wanting to get off or yeah. whatever yeah, yeah. Was, from a research standpoint absolutely you're yeah. like just you're like looking at the structure of the scene mm-hmm. like, i'm 25 <laughs> like i have never dabbled in porn like maybe i just should for my own personal like education yeah I guess, education. Right. Yeah. that's all <laughs> <laughs> so cerebral and yeah very and then the thing you liked was a massage yeah mm-hmm. i like there's different massage porns too it's just like where it's like a couple actually massaging each other and then there's like a professional masseuse in like a and a doctor's office type scenario, yeah. you know, like an actual masseuse mm-hmm. or masseur massaging a person. And those can get out of hand. I don't know. <laughs> I kind of look, yeah, sometimes I'm always like, because I like like an authority figure. Like I like somebody at work having to do a thing to a patient or a yeah. client. And it's kind of got that removed aspect. I don't yeah. know. For that, that fantasy for me is like everything. Like yeah. I like that a lot where it's like I'm doing this. So I say if I'm the person that's like the masseur or the doctor or something, like I'm doing this kind of for your own good, Yeah, you know, just relax, bear with me, might be a bit uncomfortable that I'm touching you in this spot, but just like, you know, it's going to make you feel good and just trust me. And they're kind of have like an emotional detachment from yeah. it because it's their job and they're like going through the motions of like helping this person kind of. Yeah. And then the other role is like the submissive person the other role is like reluctant you know where they're like okay I'll trust you you know oh it feels weird but then it like feels really good yeah you know what I mean but it's like that reluctance has to be there for sure Mm -hmm. I love that role play and that can be in like manifesting and like whatever jobs it doesn't care who yeah where or who you are doing it Just, that's, like, actually probably one of my favorite kind of fantasies to think about. Mm -hmm. I love it for some reason. Does that, like, appeal to you at all, just me explaining that? Yeah, definitely. It does? Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know, like, I don't know. I get locked in, like, these habits or these, like, favorites, really, of, like, different kind of scenarios in my head. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how weird am I, you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
trying to gauge with people, but that that mm-hmm. you like you get that yeah how that totally could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. Well, I like when it stems from something organic, like, and that's what it is. Yeah 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 kind of. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like not at all, but like if if we're talking about porn, then yeah, like it's yeah, it's it, in the realm yeah, of believability or, or, or um or role play, whatever. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like. No, it's maybe not neither. so far fetched. Yeah, we we came in here and we've got a job to do, and but now something magical is happening. Like it's you know it's, it's wonderful. Now, now everyone's enjoying themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we should probably take a little break, oh, Miriam. Um, and we'll be back with Miriam Drysdale. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With its feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. So that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. Hello and welcome back. We're here with Miriam Drysdale. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so we had like an elderly visitor. <laughs> this old guy. And it's kind of weird. He was like, he came in and he uh, brought back a book, it looked like. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he brought back, we're in the library, P.S., if we didn't, did we mention that already? I don't think Maybe we did. Maybe not. We're recording in the library today. Um, and he came in and appeared to be returning a book. And then he kind of just hung around the area mm-hmm. with the return books and it looked like he was organizing them a bit yeah as old people do mm-hmm. and like i thought well, well i thought maybe he was a person also that just looks after this room that mm-hmm. could be a thing to just go down and make sure it's not a total mess or whatever yeah once in a while so he was like there and we obviously stopped talking about sex mm-hmm. while he was here and couldn't even fake a conversation no, about no. anything else because it was like you know when someone walks in and you're doing something, you know, that's a little bit bad, you're like, oh. Which is, which is funny because he stood there for a while organizing the books mm-hmm. a little bit on that little return table. And then he goes, he turns around and he goes, well, appears nothing naughty's happening in here, so I guess I'll leave. <laughs> and Aaron said, okay, goodbye, happy new year. And then he left and we said, how did he know? How did he know? <laughs> silly thing oh my god um so miriam i'm wondering do you since you're saying you're kind of not pursuing a relationship really and you're touring over a lot Mm -hmm. as an actor do you like do you masturbate and stuff i do you do i do me too girl Mm -hmm. you know what and so i don't um ever i never orgasm during sex so like i enjoy masturbation a lot like it's you know because you're actually getting off yeah totally and so like i don't really that's a big part of me not like needing a partner is because i'm like i I don't need to have sex to get off i I don't either and i don't actually have sex to get off ever yeah i don't either so yeah i'm 
and usually I masturbate actually uh, because it will like right before bed it calms me down and yeah, puts just, me right to sleep. So yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, this is so great. Yeah. So do you every every night before bed? Um, essentially, I think that it might have something to do with my cycle because I find sometimes I really uh, need to do that. I need to do it. Like yeah. I feel like I, I feel like I need the release. I feel it in my loins like I'm yeah. like th- there's something going tension. on tension you to, feel yeah. like tension I'm like I need to I'm, I'm I'm sitting there I'm restless laying there I'm restless I need to do it I do it the release is there I'm and done just... sometimes maybe I need to do it twice that's like I don't know yeah I don't know what's going on and I really think it might have to do with my cycle because mm-hmm. I notice there will be like a week where I'm like oh this really needs to happen and yeah. then the next week maybe a little less and then it's gone and then so and then back again yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I haven't like written it down and really looked at it to you try should. and figure out what it means you but should. I imagine you seem to enjoy kind of research and like <laughs> analytics, yeah. right? Like you should, you totally should map it. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah, <laughs> masturbation journal. Yeah, you should. You I totally, should. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I'm the same way. Whereas, like, I don't get off from intercourse. Actually, mm. like P and V, penis and vagina. Yeah, intercourse that doesn't get me off. Yeah, feels uh, nice. Oh yeah, I love it. I, yeah, but I don't do it to get off. No. Yeah, which is why we have kind of developed a way like I use because I use a vibrator Mm -hmm. are you just using your hand I just use my hand yeah Yeah. nice Mm -hmm. yeah I used to yeah I used to use my hand a little bit but I used to also not masturbate a lot and then I used my hand for like a little bit and then I got a vibrator and then I've like never looked back yeah and that's what I've heard a lot and um like I'm living above a sex shop right now so I'm kind of thinking like right should I just get one and try it because why not like I mean like my my situation is fine so I'm kind of thinking like well if it ain't broke don't fix it but like yeah totally why not but I feel the same way about like now I only use a vibrator at one point I was like thinking that that was bad like thinking that I should try to not use it yeah I should try to kind of have more more options like Mm -hmm. you know I should try to use my hand sometimes or use even just to use the vibrator on different settings like not always the same setting so you're kind of caught in a habit right so at one point I was really trying to explore okay let's try to like get off the vibrator yeah you know like deprive myself and whatever steps you need to Mm -hmm. go through to kind of get used to a more subtle feeling yeah more a subtle touch right Mm -hmm. and then I was like or not yeah Like, or like just, it's going great Mm -hmm. and you love it and you can, it's reliable and you can do it relatively quickly. You can use it quickly. (laughs) You can use it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you can have multiples. Mm -hmm. Like I usually, if I'm masturbating, I'll do two or three. Yeah. Usually. I don't usually do that with Matt. Like usually we just do one and done. But like another big part of that is like, Matt's like, yes, use your vibrator. Definitely. Like for sure. Use your vibrator. Like especially with partners sex as well. He's like, "No, use your vibrator." Like yeah. there's no reason you sh- can't or shouldn't use your vibrator mm-hmm. when you're with me. Yeah. So it's like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Like essentially, like I ha- I'm having great orgasms with my vibrator and why why would I try to not do that? Yeah. For a while though, it like I was off and on, I was like, oh, I gotta, like, try to not use this sometimes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you don't have to do that. Yeah. There's no, like, vibe shame. Yeah. That's, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where women are like, oh, I actually wrote some erotic stories on, like, I'm addicted to my vibrator. And it's just more of, like, a nympho story where yeah. they're just like, I can't get enough of this vibrator. But, like, it was rooted in some fear there mm-hmm. or shame there where I was like... I think I'm addicted to my vibrator and I like I shouldn't be essentially Mm -hmm. but that's so not true (laughs) that's bullshit
Yeah. Have you ever used something like that? Ever even just to try it no. once? No. No? Well, I mean, because you either <clears throat> own one or you don't, right? So no one's yeah. ever <laughs> <laughs> been like, hey, you want to borrow this? Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And no, it's funny. Like, I didn't realize, like, being a sex toy reviewer is, mm-hmm. like, a big thing. Like, yeah. there are a lot of sex toy reviewers. And I'm like, oh, what a cool profession and stuff like that. And how cool is it to kind of go online and you know, find a reviewer that's kind of has a body yeah. l- like yours, like they enjoy the same pleasure of yours and see the recommendations. Mm-hmm. And I saw all the value in that and it's just interesting to read yeah. and stuff like that. But a sex toy reviewer told me they're, they're like, no, we exist because you can't return a sex toy. Yes. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. That's just there. Mm-hmm. Like you can't try exactly. it and then give it back. Yeah. If you don't like it, you know, and mm-hmm. they're expensive usually. Yes. Like good ones are expensive. Yeah. So it's like, no, we're there because you, as you're saying, like, you can't just like, you really can't just like give it to a friend Yeah. or like you can't bring it to value village. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like it, like it's garbage. Mm-hmm. If, you don't, if it's crap, it doesn't work for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, though on like buns, you know, buns trading zone, yeah. they're definitely trading vibrators. Yeah. And you know, I don't really think that that's like, that doesn't, I know that some people would be so mm-hmm. like, you know, grossed out by that. Yeah. I don't think that stuff is really gross. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean. It's like, if you disinfect things properly, like it's not a big deal. Like I would yeah. share a neti pot with someone, like you right. prefer to have my own, but I would share one. Yeah. I would share my vocal steamer with someone. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd share a toothbrush with someone that doesn't really bother me so much. Right. Like, But whatever. some people won't at all. No, some people think it's like, you're a disgusting troll of a human. You can't, you wear my earbud. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, just clean it and you're fine. Because yeah. like, you know, a little soap you're not going to catch anything. Yeah, so a little soap and water it. will get rid of anything. Like yeah. most things, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, uh, I think I've even said a lot on this podcast that with this annotation of sex toys, like that it's hard to really sanitize something with a an onboard vibrator because generally for anal play, I like to boil my anal toys, Mm -hmm. which you can't do if there's a vibe in it, but but you can have an anal toy that attaches to a vibe and then you separate it Ah, and then you can boil the part, the anal, the anal part. But actually recently I've had a bunch of sex educators tell me that soap and water is more than enough, which is great because get me, get me an anal vibe. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't, I never had one. Yeah. Because I was concerned. I'm like, well, you can't clean it properly mm-hmm. if it's an anal vibe. I guess, you know, <laughs> if you can clean your bum properly, you can clean like You can clean the thing that yeah. goes in your bum yeah. properly. I have a, um, I have a funny thing that happened to me though, talking about being, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I won't say where I was just to protect the privacy of the people in that household. <laughs> But I was very um, proud of myself, actually, because as I'm telling you, I'm like, I I use my vibrator mm-hmm. and I'm like, I have a very fussy, 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 I have a fussy pussy. <laughs> I have a fussy vulva. I truly do. Like mm-hmm. it needs a very specific type of stimulation. Right. Yeah. And I was away from my home for like three or four days. Mm-hmm. And I usually don't bring my vibrator when I go away because I'm like, I can... Yeah. It's only three days. Like, you're fine. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing things in the world. You don't need to, like... But as you're saying, sometimes you're, like, just... Sometimes you need it just before you go to bed. Yeah. Like I, so I was feeling kind of restless, mm-hmm. right, before going to bed. It, um, it kind of popped into my head 
that I could use something else. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a thought I've never had. Mm-hmm. I've never had that thought. I'm always just like, okay, well, then I'll wait till I yeah. can get my vibrator, right? So then I started looking... <laughs> around for something else I could use as a vibrator because I need a vibrator and I realized I had packed an electric toothbrush which great (laughs) so like I even checked the vibration on it just like in my hand and I'm like and I'm like it's not comparable it's not too bad Mm -hmm. because you know some like to have a really high vibration a buzzy like vibration is not nice right but I actually had a bit of a little more range than that, like yeah. a lower range, right? So I was like, I think I could do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then well, the, the next thing is like, what can I use as lube? Because um, you need lube. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I had like, my options were like this hand sanitizer that nope. looked, <laughs> I know, no, I know, but it looked, it looked like it yeah. was jelly. Yeah. Like it had some body, like mm-hmm. some thickness to it. I know it. what you mean, yeah. And I'm like, at the very least, I'm not uh, harming myself, I don't think. No, no. Because <laughs> it's and a you're sanitizer. so clean. <laughs> like as clean as you could be about this. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I thought if I used a lot, it wouldn't um, absorb fast enough, maybe. Right. If I just like used a lot, yeah. like it would stay kind of... Yeah. Uh, pliable (laughs) for a while. So I had that in my hand and then I had um, a night mask, like an Aveeno night mask, uh, which is like a night cream, like a thick night cream. Okay, yeah. Uh, that you would leave on, I think. You put it on and, like, leave on. Right, yeah. Or so something. this is not something that's going to, like, like dry up and then you peel off yeah. all your blackheads with it. <laughs> no, no, or no. whatever. No. I think it was, like, a moisturizer yeah, night okay, mask. Yeah, okay, so that's going to work. So maybe that. So I had those two things. And then I was like, oh, 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 fuck. In my purse, I carry around, like, a contact case. Yes. So it has two compartments, right? Mm-hmm. And then the one compartment is Vaseline, mm-hmm. which is the ultimate moisturizer. Yes. And it's thick and it has body and I was like oh my god I'll just use the Vaseline and then I take it out and in the other side like is is lube oh perfect Erin <laughs> Pym ladies and gentlemen <laughs> in my contact case in my purse always one side is Vaseline one side is lube yeah I didn't hey Erin would you happen to have like some lip chap and some lube like maybe in the same container for me do you happen to carry that on and, you and not that I like <laughs> and why I forgot about it is because I don't use it ever I yeah. think I put it in there for one specific yeah. evening that I was going somewhere else right. and then forgot about it mm-hmm because and then it was there. So hallelujah. So I used yes, hallelujah. <laughs> so then I used the lube, which it was a nice, expensive lube too. Mm-hmm. Is liquid. Oh, very nice. Which yeah. is a great. Do you use lube when you masturbate? I don't know. You don't know. No. Liquid is tops, baby. And I used that, and I actually got off with my toothbrush. Wow. You must have felt like very proud. I was. It's so stu. <laughs> it's so funny. Like this is my life, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I was super proud that yeah. I could get off. Get off with my toothbrush. Like, well, you MacGyvered an orgasm, so that's really, like, an impressive thing. And it didn't take long. Like, I watched, I have to watch porn when I masturbate as well. So I had porn on my phone, Mm -hmm. and I used my electric fucking toothbrush. Wow. 2016, that's my best accomplishment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have, um, do you have any goals for the new year? Since this is kind of our new, this is the first podcast of the new year. Do you yes. have any, like, sex goals or oh, um, or relationship goals? 
Hmm. What do you see for yourself this year? Well, um, I don't, if, I think that I would have, if you asked me a few months ago. Oh yeah? Would I, could I see myself, especially at the end of the tour, like maybe finding a relationship? I would have said yes. Like I was definitely open to that. Yeah. But I think given um, my circumstances and how they're changing, Mm -hmm. maybe um, 2017 is not the year for that. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's been like. My body, my business, but if you ask the normal person, like, it's been a really long time since I had sex. Right. So maybe even I would like to do it just to say I did, just to do it. Yeah. Because it's been, like, too long. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just to, really just to do it. Just to do it. And, I, and last Are time you a- I had sex was because of that exact reason. I thought, it's mm. been so long, and so I'm going to do it, and I did it with a friend. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, uh, like, it wasn't really enjoyable, and um, I really hope that we'd be cool about it, but I feel like we're not. We're not. So oh. I don't know, and that's not my fault. So I don't know, like, uh, I don't know how it's going to work, but, like, I'm, well, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that's another thing I've gotten better at as well, is, like, having sex with friends and then being completely normal yeah like 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 not having that be a blip Mm -hmm. in the relationship at all yeah and even getting closer to the person like totally just as a friend like platonically I think I've gotten a lot better at that too Mm -hmm. where it's I can do both yeah because it's not easy yeah it's not easy well and I think a big part of it is like a lot of my friends are younger too like Uh, not younger than me but I like I'm I'm 25 only and so like a lot of my guy friends are like 25 somewhere in there and you're a mature 25 yeah so another 25 so they're like actually 12 yeah forever mentally yeah so I think uh I think a uh, a goal would be meeting someone like who's emotionally the same maturity level that I am like I need I want someone I want to date someone they don't necessarily have to be older but they've got to be like grounded and intelligent and like at least at your mature. at yeah. least at your level, yeah. mentally and emotionally. So probably that means somebody older. Like it just probably, <laughs> probably really does. does. I've always dated older. Yeah, because I've been a mature. I it, as far as I'm concerned, I've always been kind of mature emotionally. Yeah. So I've always dated older. Except I think Matt is the only person I've ever dated that's exactly my age. That's right. My yeah. age. I always like I've dated eleven years older. Wow. I think yeah, nine years older, eleven years older. Like yeah, I've dated a lot mm-hmm. older, and I was like. Yeah, early 20s I dated people that were, like, over yeah. 30. See, well I've, over 30. I've never gone there, but I think it would be a good idea for me yeah, to do that. maybe. I would, like, <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything exciting happening that you want to tell our listeners about, uh, performance-wise? Well, uh, I have a... Um, we're doing a remount of um, Disenchanted. That's the show that I'm touring right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be at the Great Hall on uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. So if you uh, want to go out for a cute date night, um, it's a really, really fun show. And also I will be performing uh, the Bedpost um, stage show <laughs> on February the 10th. 10th. <laughs> and I'm so, so excited about that. Uh, and also this Friday, uh, I'll be doing a show uh, with Matt McCready, who is Aaron's uh, SO. Yeah. Um, we'll be, yeah. Yeah, this is airing on Friday. So today, the day that this is yeah, aired. Come to Social Capital Theater. Tonight. Yeah. Come to the Social Capital 9:30 Theater. 9.30 p.m. Yeah. Some of my most favorite improvisers will be there. And that's the two free, help me out. Two, two free, free pints. Be- two free pints. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, you just go and you pay $12 and you get to uh, have two free beers. And see a and really, see a really good show. Really like, good so, show. So much fun. Like, who are some of the people on this show? This show is 
amazing. Even mm-hmm. just just the group that Matt performs in, yeah, and that he asks you to guest in mm-hmm. sometimes. It's like Mark Little, yeah, who's Natalie Metcalf, and unfortunately, uh, Toronto's sweetheart Natalie Metcalf is unavailable, so she's being replaced by Lisa Gilroy, who's oh like, my god, so fantastic. Amanda Parker's uh, Amanda in that group, Parker, yes. Colin and Sharp, Colin Sharp, uh, and uh, and then Matt always has rotating teams that are um, uh, that he puts together, or or they come on the show, and they're so fantastic. Like it's a really powerhouse like hour and a half of fantastic improv honestly if you're gonna see improv in the city see yeah. the two free pines show mm-hmm. it's so fucking good yeah yeah and I, i'm not biased yeah i honestly <laughs> i know last week i did the show and every team that went before us i was like intimidated i was like oh this is like everybody's so good this is really i should feel happy but i'm so jealous <laughs> <laughs> but i hate them hate them hate them Okay, amazing. Miriam, thank you so much thank for you coming so much for and talking me. with me. Everybody, this has been Miriam Drysdale, and I'm Aaron Pym, and this is the Bedpost Podcast. Check back often because we release a new episode every Friday. And if you want to see the Bed Post show live on stage, the Variety Stage Show runs at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8. But uh, check on our Facebook page, which is Bed Post Erotica, or on Instagram at the Bed Post Sex Show because we've got a bit of a different schedule happening in the new year. Lastly, the Bed Post podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached on Facebook or at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. Um...